Welcome to the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about Kings of War and a lot of other stuff, with Fred and Nido. Okay, I'm outside of V-Dog's place, and I'm going to pick him up, and we're going to do a little road trip down to my brothers to play a game. What's up? What's up, V-Dog? Get in the car. Wow. <laughs> You're podcasting? We are. Surprise! Wow. Are you ready for a little road trip? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, we are about to head down to my brother, he lives about an hour away and uh, I will just be uh, driving and spectating, so I'll be your chauffeur today, V-Dog. Yeah, yeah, and I'll be... You'll be playing, I guess. Uh, yes, but not in the car. Uh, no, you have the luxury now of just, uh, you know, sitting in your seat and planning your game and your strategy against my brother. Yeah, I was thinking, do I have an assignment for the podcast uh, making uh, when you while you are driving? I was thinking you might want to hold the microphone. I can. Because it's better than me holding it. Yeah. Uh, right now it's fine, because uh, we're not on the motorway yet. Watch out, get to me! Also, there's some uh, road works ahead, so it's, it's going to be quite slow. Oh, we got the red light, that's perfect, because then I can just uh, park my car here. All right. So, uh, Vidong, you just got the... Oh, fuck. <laughs> got the green light. God damn it. So this will be a very organized episode, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good plan. But uh, what's going on, Vidong? We, uh, you got the vaccine yesterday, didn't you? Yeah. Didn't you too? I did as well. So we are both freshly vaccinated. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, Vidog, uh, be honest with me. How are how are you feeling today? <laughs> feeling uh, just fine, except uh, a bit uh, bit of sore shoulder, but uh, yeah. nothing except for that. Yeah, I I have a, like my arm is a bit stiff. Yeah. that's the same as you, I guess. Yeah. Um, today is a little bit better. Yesterday was I was kind of struggling to to use my arm for much, but uh, oh. but uh, today is much better actually. And uh, also, you know, uh, uh, I do feel like a little bit like the day two of a GT. Yeah, what's and, that like? Well, you, you, you've, seen, you've seen me uh, on the, the breakfast before day two on a GT, haven't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you haven't eaten today? I have eaten. I, I, I have, but... Uh, Force-fed yourself half a... Uh, half a slice of bread yeah. with, or ha- half a piece of melon. Isn't that the normal? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, no, it's okay, but uh, um, I have a slight, sometimes headache, and uh, I don't know, I feel a bit dizzy sometimes, but uh, it's not too bad. So we are now on the freeway, so let's uh, have Vito hold the microphone. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's okay, just, uh, I don't know, it's been a very long time since I've had a, a common cold or anything like that. Uh, I don't know, um, I've read somewhere that since people have been so good recently with, you know, uh, hand hygiene and, and masks and everything, then the, the, the actual amount of people who get, like, the common cold has been 
drastically reduced. Yeah. And I'm, I, I feel like that's true because I haven't had a cold for over a year. So this feels like the first time I've had like somewhat of a small cold. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I don't feel anything actually, but uh, yeah, as I told good. you before and Bjorn also, that uh, I think I might have had COVID uh, very early. Yeah, uh, I do recall you got you you came down with something very early in the yeah. in the pandemic. Yeah. You, I guess you never before got we had to go test ourselves and stuff like that. So I don't know, but it was the lack of uh, smelling and all oh, that. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do remember that we I made fun of you and called you virus dog, but uh, I, I didn't actually believe. Uh, well, it's not like I hoped you had COVID, but <laughs> let's talk about your experience at the vaccine station. Well, please, please describe your uh, experience. I was actually kind of stressed because I was going to take the bus. Yeah. My wife wanted me to take the electric bike. Uh, but I took the bus up to your place, up to Siemensbrotten. Yeah. And then to take uh, number 23. And on the map, uh, number 23 was supposed to leave where the, the number 34 stopped. So I sat there waiting. Yeah. And the bus didn't come. And then another was just drove away, so I had to run after it. Oh no! And it was a new stop. Yeah, uh, like uh, 20 meters around the corner. Or yeah, something. yeah. <laughs> so I felt really stupid, and I had uh, not. Uh, I, had, I originally had very good, uh, good time. Yeah. But uh, then it was not so good, and he oh. didn't want to stop for me either. But there was a 14-year-old boy on bike. Yeah. Who uh, ran out in front of the bus and started waving. Really? So he was forced to stop, and I started knocking on the door, and he let me in. Um, oh yeah! Thanks, kid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a chance to thank him, but whoever you are, <laughs> you saved me. So, okay, cool. so I was there just in time, actually. I just came running yeah. up, and yeah, they asked me questions. I asked mm-hmm. them questions. Uh, they asked me what kind of vaccine and if I saw my ID. Yeah, I came in, sat in a blue chair. Uh, blue uh, chair. Yeah, and I had a number. They called me up put a needle in my shoulder and I had to sit on uh, a yellow chair uh, <laughs> yeah. until uh, until I could go and that was the worst part worth sitting on the yellow chair yeah, because I, that uh, that setting always freaks me out yeah yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not so I'm not I'm just afraid I'm started thinking about all the things that can go wrong mm-hmm. not even not uh, with the vaccine but uh, what happens if I get dizzy or faint or uh, puke now, and then, <laughs> I, then I start then I'm just getting really restless in the body and sweating. Yeah, so yeah because you're, you're it's, it's like are you, not because you're afraid of it, but because you're afraid of the, yeah, uh, the how you will look. Yeah, the humiliation. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, um, yeah, that's just hilarious. Yeah, I got dizzy and uh, fell down on an airplane once. Okay. Uh, so that's that's stuck. So yeah, yeah. and you. You remember that was you were embarrassed about that, so you don't want to re- repeat it. Yeah. Well, what do people think about people who are passing? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, I had uh, also uh, I also found the the waiting room a bit like uncomfortable, uh, uh, where you have to sit for twenty minutes. Yeah. And uh, and you you know I'm actually a bit afraid of needles, uh, so that. For, for instance, if you ever see me after I've took, taken uh, like a blood test, I'm always a bit like pale and uh, yeah. and uh, a bit queasy after that. I've never actually fainted, but uh, uh, I'm I, I get pretty close sometimes. <laughs> so when I 
got in and uh, sat, uh, you know, went into that small cubicle where like my needle was waiting for me and I saw the needle lying on the table and it's surprisingly big you know <laughs> so I was like oh god so I just looked away immediately from the needle and uh, the, the doctor asked her standard questions and she, then she asked if I, had, if I had any questions and I just said uh, well no not questions but uh, I, I just want you to know that I'm a bit afraid of needles so uh, I'm just gonna try to not look at all when you do this so she was like yeah no no problem and uh, so I just looked away and you know made sure n never to look back in that direction and uh, to be fair I didn't feel anything and that, so that, that went surprisingly well um, but when I sat down in the meeting room or in, what would you call it like the waiting room um, I had uh, like my uh, I had some headphones with me because I was thinking I I know myself I get a bit queasy so I want to distract myself right as, as much as possible so I put my headphones on and I started playing an audiobook and uh, I was thinking this is going well you know this is gonna I'm gonna distract myself and it's gonna be fine but it's like it's like my brain refused to let me trick it yeah. and it was like no Fred your body has been violated <laughs> don't you can't trick me you can't trick me with your audiobook so I was actually starting to feel like oh whoa and like go a bit like uh, starry-eyed yeah. um, while I was listening to the audiobook, I was like, no, that stupid brain, calm down. <laughs> I did the same thing, actually. Yeah. I also had my headphones and started, I put them on, yeah. and then it was just too warm and too sweaty, and then I just, oh, I can't do this, and then I had to put it on. <laughs> well, you had to take them off again? Yeah. Okay, I, well, I kept them on, but the thing is, so after a while, I was like, okay, this, it, it, it kind of passed, so I was, I was over the worst, and it was fading a bit this squeeziness so I was listening to the audiobook and maybe the, your audiobook is better than mine <laughs> well the, the thing is the audiobook uh, was a poor choice uh, <laughs> because it's um, it's the second uh, book of this uh, series called The uh, Gentleman Bastards uh, and I, I read the first one I, I borrowed it from my brother and I'm actually bringing it back to him now and I bought the second one on audiobook so I listened to it uh, on uh, now on holiday and the part I'm at now is a part where the two uh, like main characters they have, have been kind of captured and they're, they're being held in this sweating chamber called the sweltering box <laughs> for 20 minutes <laughs> for like hours on end so I was like oh god this is not I don't need to hear this right now and then they are released from this sweltering chamber only to be poisoned uh, by like a uh, some poisonous wine that they've been they get tricked into drinking and I was like I don't want to listen to poisons and and uh, like heating shame so I just I actually turned off the audiobook and then I was kind of panicking again you know when your brain is like okay uh, I need to find some other distraction and uh, I actually ended up uh, viewing slash listening to um, the, the newbie dice podcast which is on uh, also on YouTube or maybe it's only on YouTube, I don't know, I, I watched it on YouTube and it's Paige Neo and Maud Gaddafi and uh, they're like four guys talking about the community their first episode is like uh, uh, re re kind of re recapping, reviewing the, the global Kings of War community they talk about all the different, uh, they mention all the podcasts, all the YouTube channels so it's really good, they mention the Kings of War forum and uh, you know, Kings of War fanatics 
uh, and that was really good and also I found it uh, quite funny at times so I was sitting there laughing a bit and then I was kind of forgetting about my queasiness so you know thanks newbie dice you saved me well, at the vaccine station <laughs> yeah no and also she asked me what's your um, what's your main arm yeah so because I was like yeah I just put it in my right arm and then she was like what's your main arm and she said I said the right oh yeah then we're gonna put it in the left arm <laughs> yeah because they know people get a bit like stiff stiff arm after yeah. it they asked me, uh, which arm do you want me to put it down? And I said, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And are you left-handed or right-handed? And I'm both, actually, because I throw balls with my right arm and yeah. I write with my left arm. Oh, shit, so, so I was, a conundrum. So I was just <laughs> thinking, uh, well, I, I was going to play uh, throw a rugby ball with Martin later this week, yeah, so yeah. that's more important than being able to write something <laughs> or paint something, I guess. <laughs> Oh, so no. if everything should go to hell, so um, so so, uh, so I told him to put it in the left arm. So you are currently, but I wasn't expecting to hold this microphone for <laughs> with hours. With your left then, arm, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, so it's either me holding it with my uh, like my stick shift arm, or it's yeah. you holding it in your vaccine arm. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's uh, really stiff and locked in now. So. Yeah, you'll never get it out. <laughs> So that's funny though, when you, when you answer like you use both hands, what if she said like, well which one do you jerk off with, then we take the other one. That would have been awkward. Yes. <laughs> so now you are currently not able to paint, so you are, you have a imposed a self... No, uh, it's not that bad actually, so I was just expecting, I didn't know how much she was going to, to hurt, uh, so I, I can paint now. Can? Yeah, probably. No, Just don't hit me in the shoulder. That's the only thing. I promise I won't. I uh, remember remembering kids' school when people when kids used to punch each other's uh, vaccine spots. Yeah. Oh, that was horrible. I had a friend who developed like a huge wound, really, because everyone was punching him. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that's interesting that you can uh, use both hands somewhat. Um, yeah, uh, when I was uh, very young, I was playing uh, football, mm-hmm. and then I actually used uh, instincting, instincting, instinctively <laughs> my left, uh, my left foot. Yeah, okay. But yeah. for some reason, I just started using my right foot, so I kick a football with my right foot. Yeah. That's cool. It's uh, only only for fine detail uh, that I use my left hand. The also. best, the best uh, footballers can use both feet. Yeah. I can. I, uh, I maybe I've seen said this before, but I can also actually use my left for a computer. I mean, I'm right-handed, but uh, I, I know you probably know this, Vito, but uh, I, I mentioned it sometime. But, but um, at one point, I had a lot of trouble with uh, like uh, an inflammation in my right uh, arm. I had this sort of uh, what you call it, mouse arm. Like if you use a computer too much, you know. Yeah. So I had to switch the computer mouse over to my left hand, just because I couldn't. I could use the right, but I was told you should really not use your right hand. Yeah. So I was just forced to switch it over, and uh, and I was also forced to do actual work. <laughs> like uh, I was doing these AutoCAD drawings, and my, I had a deadline, so it was like you have to finish these drawings by the end of today. So I was like forced to use my left hand to finish this set of work, and it took it was really hard. But after that, I've been able to use my left hand for that program. 
at least, and that program is quite advanced, so that means I get, you know, by extension, I can use it for a lot of other things as well, but uh, I, of course, prefer not to, but uh, it's fun that, uh, that actually I, I can. <laughs> it's a good skill to have. I don't really use it for anything else, though. I never, I never paint with my left hand just for fun, for instance. That would be horrible. Yeah. Other entertainment. So, uh, what's up with uh, the other entertainment, uh, Vidar? What's other entertainment? My books? My other books? Yeah. Or, uh... yeah. And the movies, books. We are just rolling with the loose uh, like, format. If I can recall actually, the segments, then we'll just do them. It's been a while since uh, last time, and actually I, I thought to myself several times uh, with the books I read and stuff like that, that, oh, yeah. I should, uh, I should uh, remember that. Yeah. And but I don't write it down, of course, like you do. <laughs> Uh, but I, yeah, you know, uh, I was well, listening to the audiobook I was uh, most, uh, was a bit fun, was the Terry Pratchett uh, Radio Theatre from BBC. Okay. And that was quite fun, because it's uh, no uh, radio theatre from, uh, based on his books. Oh yeah, uh, So cool. Terry Pratchett is fun, and it's uh, fun with theatre, so... Uh, yeah. That's cool. And now I'm listening to the Critical Role book. I don't know what it's called, but it's just a presentation of the Critical Role cast. And oh yeah, you're so hungry to play the indie. You listen yeah. to other people play the indie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Well, actually, I, this time I haven't written down anything because uh, I'm in summer mode. But uh, I do recall the latest things, and that's like I said, the Gentleman Bastard series, uh, and I bought the third book as well, so I'm going to do all three of those. Hmm. And also, I was influenced by, uh, um, I believe uh, it was uh, Mike Rossi on the Unplugged who spoke about the Elric series, uh, about this uh, Dark Elf, uh, it seems like the original Dark Elf story. Do you remember from, do you remember that old comic book, the Warhammer comic book? Oh. That was... Uh, like what it was called it was this dark elf character called uh, what was it Malus Darkblade yeah, I heard about it but I uh, no, uh, no experience with any of the books from whatever okay because there was this comic book and the Malus Darkblade was one of the stories yeah. I mean he was of course also a special character in whatever and but this really seems like like they just ripped that whole thing from the, the Elric series. I haven't started reading it, but from the way Mike described it, it was just they just uh, copied, copy pasted that whole thing, like uh, Dark Elf Lord Princeling with a de- demon sword. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna check that out. Uh, other things? Uh, oh yeah, I've been I've been playing uh, Battle Brothers. Yeah, 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 because yeah. uh, you and uh, yeah. Iwin have spoken so much about it. Yeah. I just thought I have, I have to try it now. Yeah. And uh, it's been so frustrating. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, man. It's. Oh. Yeah, you're playing a beginner. I am yeah. playing a beginner, but yeah. still it's hard. And I just hate when my guys die. Yeah. And I know I'll, I'll, I won't get them back. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I always give them nine lives. So. Oh yeah, because I've been thinking about that skill. Um, I don't know if that's OP or not, but uh... I think uh, I've been, you know, after a long period of struggling, I started doing that sort of deep dive where you started, where I actually started 
finding YouTube videos about Battle Brothers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just uh, finding tutorials and stuff. And I found this guy who went through all the skills on the talent tree. Yeah. And I like, gave them a, a rating or like a, you know, a dice. Like, yeah. a, this is a six out of six. Yeah. And, uh, and this, okay, really started because. You know, when you begin the game, there are some things you just don't understand that well. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I stayed away from some of the detail because I didn't really get it. Yeah. Um, but now I realize, okay, I have to understand these details because I just get my ass kicked. Yeah. Um, and uh, like how spears and shields are really good in the start yeah. with the spear wall. Yeah. Uh, but after a while, it's just totally useless because your enemies have so much armor all of a sudden. Yeah. So you have to switch. And the flails are really good for for like the semi start of the game apparently because yeah. you, you meet um, as your enemies start getting more and more armor they maybe don't have helmets yeah. so your flail can hit them in the head and you get like full damage yeah. but then after that again they have helmets as well and then you just you just have to go to like hammers and uh, you know uh, war picks and stuff like that yeah. and. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's just so hard. I, I run out of food all the time, <laughs> money, I run out of money all the time. Yeah. She's like, fuck, it's so difficult. But it's, it's the, the challenge makes me come back, though, yeah. all the time. Yeah. I, can, I can rage quit, and then a half hour later, I'll log back on. Because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going yeah. to get it right this time. You know, I'm, I'm going to replay that uh, battle or... Or maybe even I'm gonna restart this whole campaign because I'm gonna get it right this time. <laughs> I had games where I just uh, lost horribly and then I tried again and then just won easily yeah. uh, because uh, I don't know why. Some some sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. Other times it's the terrain you can use better. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a big or thing. Or terrain fuck you up. Uh, yeah, the terrain because I've, I've had games where I've reloaded and then. Oh, okay, the terrain actually changes a little bit. Yeah. So then, oh, if I get lucky, maybe I get it like a sloping hillside on my side. Yeah. Then I'll just jump back and get like a defensive position yeah. and then just wait for the enemy. Uh, and hopefully they will come. <laughs> Sometimes they don't actually come though. If I attack them, yeah. then they'll be like, bring it, bro. Uh, and I'm yeah. like, oh shit, I have to move. I think usually <laughs> it's the number of archers that does it actually. Yeah. If they have more archers than you, they will stand the shit. So. Yeah, and that's that's really annoying because then I have to co come to them. I think Avin uses a lot of archers and the shield wall in front. Okay. Uh, I I started using them just because Avin did it, but uh, more naturally for me is to use uh, shield wall and then uh, pole arms uh, in the rear. Yeah, pole arms and do you, do you prefer the pike or, or the the pole arm thing? Pole arm is better, isn't it? Or better with against armor, I think. Yeah, and the, in in the start, it's like the pitchfork, isn't it? Yeah, the pitchfork is also because that's the first thing you get that can go across two tiles. Yeah, but if you have a guy who doesn't have any armor at all, he can stand behind with the pitchfork. Yeah. So this is a uh, this game was probably better than I thought uh, it was. Well, I've. I guess I knew it was kind of good since you've been talking about it a lot. And some monsters are really uh, hard to take out. I haven't gotten very far against monsters. I um, and I stay away from orcs still because they are beasts. Yeah, the way they just charge through you. And, uh, yeah, but I, actually, I think orcs are the most easy. Uh, I think now because they uh, also have a lower nerve. Oh yeah. The orclings, they are the young orcs. Yeah. Will die. Uh, pretty quickly yeah. and then they cause panic on themselves. But those big orcs have some yeah. incredibly much yeah. armor as well. Yes, yes. 
it's sick. I've actually started. Have you read about? Have you used the, the dagger trick? They call it yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. the yeah to pierce pierce armor so you can steal it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I did it a lot, and then I I was got too lazy sometimes, yeah. but I should use it more often. They call That's it like the the the. There's a Caesar, the killing of Caesar trick or something yeah. like stab, yeah. stab, stab. <laughs> so that's, I've started trying that like if I have, if I meet a very heavily armored enemy, I have a dagger in the in the yeah. pocket, switch it around. Can, yeah. If you can avoid the most, uh, the heavily armored one at first and kill the rest of them. Yeah. And then surround. It's, yeah. Uh, it's quite easy to play the peasant army. The, okay. the peasant army, which lets you have 16 uh, men uh, in the battle, I think, instead of 12, and okay. 25 in the roster, because they, if they get uh, hurt, they can just sit on the sideline. How do you, is it something you have to enable, or, I don't know if I've seen you it. Have it. Maybe you should download it, there are some more downloads. Oh yeah, I've, yeah I've stayed away yeah. from the downloads, because I wanted to learn a core game, yeah. but I've seen there was a couple of, there was like a north uh, Northman yeah. invasion or something download. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't remember which one peasant is, but uh, okay, cool. The peasant is uh, quite. Uh, I think that was quite easy to play. Okay, cool. because the, uh, it only, you can't buy good men, no elite men. You can only buy uh, bad shape men. But uh, that's what you normally do anyway. Yeah, I usually train them. Anyway. Yeah. Just buy the cheapest one, yeah. and then if it dies, like oh well, it was a cheap, <laughs> cheap fodder. This last battle I was in this so village. Maybe not the cheapest one. Is the the. the on uh, stilts. <laughs> yeah, like the cripple. Yeah. I bought a cripple uh, and uh, and the, all the enemies just targeted him. Yeah. Because it's um, someone said, and this is it was really good to know that the enemy are actually also, or the AI is checking the stats yeah. of your guys. Yeah. So they will actually actively attack your weakest guy. Yeah. So if you if you know you have a hard mission. You can pick up a cripple from the local uh, mercenaries yeah. and just send him out front. They will, you can yeah. just kind of target to yeah. where they will go. <laughs> cool. Uh, and I also bought two monks. They were really cheap yeah. and hopeless in battle. Yeah. I just sent them out front, and they were like a meat shield. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah. we got rid, rid of some clergy. <laughs> yeah, that's been good. So that's mostly it. Really, it's, I usually get very. Hung up on one computer game and I rarely do anything else, really. Yeah. So, also we've been playing our D&D campaign steadily. I did. I missed the last session. Um, yesterday. And yesterday I also missed. Uh, did you have some technical troubles yesterday? Uh, just with me, but uh, even had uh, technical problems. It oh. took over an hour to solve. Oh. And then uh, I had technical problems on my own because you know I'm a teacher, so I can't do anything technical. True. <laughs> but it was strange because you had to log in somewhere and everyone else was fine with it. Oh. And then I get some weird question, like the one, you know, to prove you're not a robot, you have to, have to push the bicycles or the tractors or it. Yeah. And none of the other guys got that. But I got that. And, oh. and after I pushed all the tractors and bicycles, then I couldn't do anything else. Oh. Like, so it was a problem. That's but uh, it's all the it's all the self in a magical way after all. So. so it was a shorter session yesterday. It was a shorter. Uh, yeah, we played a little bit longer than ten, but it was shorter. It was yeah. one battle. That's cool. Yeah, our, uh, we are still in the second part of the Out of the Abyss uh, campaign. Yeah. And uh, our, what do you think about the character development so far in the 
in our party. I was thinking about that because it started all of us started like uh, like pretty good boys, good guys, and now everyone taken uh, has taken a dark turn, I believe. Pretty much, yeah. So uh, I think the yeah, last even even our cleric has to t- taken a little bit of a warlock now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think the last thing I, I, I think Thomas said something like, "Yo, I have a plan for killing you." And then I said something, I think we all have planned for killing each other at this point. <laughs> so. Yeah, there is some tension between some of the characters. Usually we, we can... It, they will work together, but the, the personalities are incredibly different. Can you just imagine our party sitting around a campfire and trying to find a topic to talk about? It would be yeah. almost impossible. And uh, We don't do that so much uh, either. We just divide our... Uh, yeah. our uh, Maybe that's for the best. <laughs> like, uh, so how would you describe the guys in our party? Just in the, so we have a cleric, uh, which has been... Uh, he was frozen in... He, was he turned into stone for like 60 years? Was, is that the, the yeah, story? Maybe even more years, 108 or something. Yeah, so he's like a really... He's like a young, very old guy. Because yeah. he's from like a hundred years ago. Yeah. And he's very... He's a cleric, like a priest, a cleric, and... Uh, a very conservative, you know, uh, Lefander, healing of light and all that. Yeah. So he's he's rarely down with the... Pushing his religion a lot. Like, he's pushing it? Yeah, he's like spreading his... Trying, always trying to... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's always like... Because we, if we try to be streetwise, and like, okay, let's go in here and try to mingle, he'll be like, the word of Lefander is upon me, and trying to spread it. We have to ask him to calm it down, tone it down. And he's always turning the lights on when we're when we're trying to sneak through dark tunnels. He'll always be like turning on light and shit. And we're like, they can see us in the fucking light. Stop it. <laughs> and then we have your character, uh, the half orc barbarian. Half orc barbarian slash paladin. Yeah, because you've been recently going into Lathander's uh, teachings. Yeah, but then I went to fighter also, so I'm level two paladin, level four fighter, I think. Okay, level six uh, barbarian. Yeah. That's just so I could pick more uh, things to do in combat. Actually. So. That's fun, and uh, and it's fun that a half orc barbarian will go towards a more peaceful path. He can actually heal a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but he is also real struggling with uh, power. Uh, he's a bit power maniac, I think. Yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> and we have uh, the, the the bard. The bard, which Slavis. is not really a bard. Is a bard should be in sparring and inspire others and stuff, and he just play for himself. He's sort of a. Our bard's usually like this. I mean, he's 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 like a shape shifting. He can use shape shifting magic, and he's taking some assassin stuff. Yeah, and like assassin crossbow backstabby bard. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Is he a bard? Maybe he's actually something else, but he's been fooling us all along to say he's a bard because he doesn't even he never plays anything. Oh, I think you can count on one hand how many times he's given us inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> well, and but he's lethal though. He's usually if you go down, he always he's always the one who finishes the the job. Yeah. Last uh, yesterday, he was uh, took out everything. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, he has this banishment and it works very good and on yeah. fiends and demons. That's okay. So he just went he killed under fifty hit points. Yeah, you're banished. Yeah. Yeah. Very effective. <laughs> and then there's. Uh, <coughs> When uh, Martin joined recently with a Grockly, he's a uh, what is he? Is he a gnome like uh, like Mike Hunter or yeah, dark or gnome with like uh, 
Wizard? But is he like a Snifflablin or is he a gnome? I'm not sure on that yeah, part. A wizard. And he's surprisingly high level. He's just... Uh, he's, he comes up with... He's, he started out just appearing very useless. Yeah. And then he's increasingly like showing us a strong spell level. Yeah, like, because oh, he's, he's pure pure blood, uh, blood uh, wizard. Yeah, so he can just really... He can say like, oh, I have, I have this spell. And we're like, what? That's a... Whoa, that's a high level. <laughs> and he's been super useful with those... Uh, Shatter and confusion and spells like that uh, goes into the mind of uh, our enemies. So. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, is my character, the one we all love to hate, <laughs> Daffy, the forest gnome, yeah. who has also taken a quite dark turn to say the least. Started as a forest gnome, hunting for humanoids. Yeah, and uh, you know, after spending so much time in the darkness and surrounded by mushrooms. Uh, he has turned to it's like a mushroom druidism, yeah. and uh, mushroom druidism has a very close uh, relationship to like life and death. Necromancy. Yeah, so he has access to some low-level necromancy spells, yeah. but also uh, positive. Uh, well, it's like I want to say positive necromancy. <laughs> yeah, your zombies are always smiling. Yes, my zombies are very happy when they get created by my spores. Um, but what I was going to say is there is a spell... There, he also has spells that can actually prolong... I was going to say prolong life. It's not like that. If, 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 one of my, if one of you guys die, I have also spells that can make sure you actually don't actually die. If you know what I mean? You, you, you get preserved. In, it's like uh, uh, your flesh doesn't actually rot. So uh, I can uh, make make sure that you can be healed much much later. Let's say if if, if you get out of the dungeon like a year from now <laughs> with a corpse in the in the in the in the trunk, yeah. it can still be resurrected if I keep casting those spells on you. Yeah. But usually there's a very short window on being resurrected. So it's not only it's not like pure dark necromancy, uh, but it's like a, it's weird sort of life and death ambivalence thing yeah. at least that's what that's my story and I'm sticking to it yeah and nobody <laughs> trusts each other anymore no, especially when I started raising the dead that was like oh my god I, I bet that's when when Thomas definitely made a plan to how to kill me he probably had something going before then but that's probably when he wrote it down <laughs> oh yeah uh, so uh Today's uh, Kings of War game, then, V-Dog. What's the, what's yeah. the plan? This is the 2,000 points. 2,000 points against Christian. And Gitz is playing Lizardman. Salamanders. Salamanders. <laughs> <laughs> and I play the Empire. Now I'm in Kingdoms of Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to play on uh, later this week, too, against Henning. Yeah, okay. So I have two dates this week. That's amazing. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, I know that this vaccine technically isn't effective. Uh, well, it's not efficient until like two or three weeks. But that's not how my brain works. I, if I'm vaccinated, then I'm I'm very binary about you know I've been so I've been so conservative and kind of scared to to be around people, right? Yeah. And I'm I just can't do that anymore now that I got this shot. I I, I, I can't wait three weeks because then I will feel like I'm still scared, you know what I mean? 
So it's, it's kind of funny. We all get the shot and we're immediately out meeting people. And in, in actual science, we're probably not actually protected yet. Yeah. <laughs> but in our minds, and that's important too, we are super protected. You know, actually, Thomas the, Thomas the Bard had his vaccine yesterday too. Okay. And uh, Martin had it on Sunday. And I think Bjorn just wrote that he had his. Yeah. So we're all vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not even, I think. No, we're thinking globally. And you're acting locally. What? <laughs> so, um, we had a cabin trip uh, three weeks ago, two, yeah. three weeks ago, at the Ems' place. How did you enjoy that, V-Dog? I think it was fun. It was uh, meant to be uh, Kings of War heavy. Yeah. And it was, in a way. Relatively Kings of War heavy. Yeah. Less heavy than we had planned it yeah. to be. But we did play two games each. Yeah. So I won both of mine, so I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. You beat me. But uh, it was really fun, though. It was nice to play. And yeah, our game was pretty very close. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was so close. Yeah. Just oh, uh, after the dice. because uh, it was uh, it was push, right? Yeah. And um, I for my first time ever, I played the mounted wardrums, and uh, my mounted wardrum was so close to routing your. Uh, your uh, like your flagellant unit, your uh, your was it Bers- berserkers? Is it? Uh, I think it's Bers- called fanatics now. Or fanatic or... regiment. Uh, with they had one token on them, I think, or two. Yeah. And uh, I was like one or two pips on the yeah. herb dice away, and if that had succeeded, I could just. Uh, yeah. And there was like an open, like an open lane from there into your backfield. There was yes. no one who could have stopped my word. Uh, I had no shooting either. So. <laughs> yeah. So I could have just ridden off into the sunset with one or two of your push tokens and just been on your half of the board yeah. and that would have been huge but uh, I just failed it and you won uh, I don't know if you barely won it feels but I guess you won quite uh, strongly in the end uh, after in all. the end yes but because most of the thing went my way yeah I couldn't have won that left uh, or from for me my left side I couldn't have won it if you had the tokens yeah, then yeah. I would have to use uh, resources on that and then yeah. I wouldn't be able to take your middle so it's, yeah. uh, just I had also a, it was looking so good for me on on, the, on that flank where I put my fight wagons there and uh, some skulks and some some gore riders. At least I had a very heavy flank, so I drew resources from your center a bit towards that flank. Yeah. And still we were we were feeling like, well, this is probably going to go my way, but it didn't. It kind of broke apart slowly, and then you won that flank anyway. And I was like, oh, I was sure I had that. That was sort of a there was one thing I was sure of, it was that I had that one, but okay. <laughs> and who did you play Jens or Christian in your other game? Christian. Okay. And he deployed very badly. Yeah. Uh, well, he had a very fresh list, uh, Yes. And it, it was because he feared the captain a lot. So he's afraid of my strong flank. Okay. But uh, as he placed uh, Salamanders, I think uh, lots of the units he had mm-hmm. could take out my units. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So uh, maybe he didn't trust him enough. Maybe. But he was a bit hung up on his new uh, favorite shaft, right? Uh, yeah, those yeah. flame ember sprites. Yeah. And he really wanted to use those to yeah. shoot at you and be in the way. Yeah. But he kind of did. He, did he um, go into that tra- uh, that trap of like um, slowing down his own army? Yeah. 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 The, the rest of the army was stuck behind them. Yeah. So he didn't really get to use his uh, other pieces while the shaft was doing its work. 
Okay. They were all just waiting, <coughs> waiting yeah. for their yeah. turn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's kind of a true with the new list. That's a problem, I think, with those first couple of games yeah. when you sort of how do I actually deploy this? How should I use it? Also, we had a lot of shaft things because we had four units of Ember Sprites and two units, uh, two troops of uh, Salamander Primes. Uh, oh, troops of Salamander Primes? I think so. Oh, yeah. So there was a lot of shaft, and I think that might be a little too much. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, that was a fun trip, though. I like those cabin trips. We'll see today how it goes today. What? So, so maybe he will get the rematch. Uh, he'll get the rematch. Yeah, because he's been playing Jens two times as well. So he should be having getting some, uh, some, uh, you know, some uh, practice now with deployment and stuff like that. Maybe he'll finally win with the Salamanders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that! So uh, we are coming up to some traffic, and uh, that's uh, oh dear. We might be late now for our. Uh, our play date. Oh well. So I can't think of any other topics off the top of my head to to go through. But maybe we'll uh, record something after the game. Yeah. And uh, or during the game, because I'm going to spectate and like uh, sit on the sidelines and heckle you. I can do like a commentary. Are you going to maybe? Uh, paint? Or? Uh, I have brought some small stuff. Uh, I brought some of those uh, uh, 10 millimeter figures that I've been com uh, getting in the post recently. Because yeah. um, me and my brother are considering making a tiny copy of our armies yeah. in 10 millimeter. Yeah. Uh, so I brought some of those uh, like salamander for him to look at. But I haven't actually. I'm not going to paint. I'm just going to relax really and watch your game. <laughs> Oh, you know, you're going to need a referee for all those withdrawal yeah, situations know, and know. all that. Yeah, they so, sorted some of that up, did they? Yeah, yeah, there's a new FAQ, which looks much better. Yeah. Much stricter, though. I'm, I'm going to make a YouTube video on that. and uh, It's uh, it's quite radical, you know, because uh, it's much, much stricter. Yeah. yeah well, you, know, <laughs> you know I like my withdrawal. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, much more restrictive now. You can't... It's like they don't want people to use it to move off. It's like if you withdraw it's because you're trying to get away from the enemy. Yeah. So they're actually taken out. You can't withdraw and then move. You can't withdraw and move at the double. Or you can't withdraw and advance. Uh, it's like you have to go backwards. So it's pretty it's pretty radical. I mean it's not it's not what I would expect from from any normal normal RC decisions. They're usually like uh, you know more they don't they don't want to change too much. But uh, Oh well, well, we'll we'll get back into that, I guess. And uh, yeah, no. So we're looking forward to this game. The scenario has not been decided. Uh, I hope it's not push. <laughs> no, because that's what what you played last time. Right? Yeah, so, well, uh, I, apparently I suck at it because I was almost handing you the victory. <laughs> yeah, true. Okay, cool. Then uh, we'll take a break here, and uh, we'll be back soon. Hey Chris. Hello. Did you win? Uh, no. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Let's go, V Dog. Yeah. Back to Oslo. Another win in the back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, V Dog. We are in the car again, going uh, back to Oslo. Straight back home. Straight back home. No mercy. <laughs> Down, smack, bang. Go. Go back. 
So uh, we already heard a very brief uh, uh, snippet there from Chris. He, he admitted that he did not win. So maybe you could uh, go through the game a little bit if you want and uh, give your thoughts. Well, if, if you if it was a was it a simple win or was there some difficulties that you had to overcome? No, it was not simple at all. I think um, the last time I played Chris, he deployed very wrong, but this time he deployed much smarter. Yeah. Uh, had a strong line with uh, tyrants. I'm very afraid of the tyrants. Oh yeah, they become really good. So I need uh, I need him not to charge my important units with the tyrants. Uh, so I was planning to make uh, just a soft center like I usually do and uh, this time I had a soft, uh, one soft flank uh, with uh, mountain, mountain sergeants and uh, two legions of militia. It's soft but uh, very, uh, it's, it, can, it, it will stay there exactly. for a while. Yeah. So and then I had some cavalry and a giant uh, on the other side with a uh, captain and a flyer and I had a mammoth more central uh, than I usually have. So I was trying that out. Uh, it turns out the mammoth had to go uh, to take his stroll away to the flank anyway, so he could just have been deployed there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, was, I was a little bit worried because he shot down some of my chef a little. Yeah, with his ember sprites. Yeah. He did a really good job actually this time. Yes. Shooting their small uh, annoying attacks and. Uh... So without the chef, I couldn't dictate the chargers in the middle. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't uh, push that hard uh, in the middle either. Uh, I'm not sure that was his fault or uh, he was just stuck there. Uh, but uh, um, well, it turned out I, I had the central object because I got the first turn, so I can reach the central. Uh, yeah, and you parked on it with the with the pikeman regiment. Yes, with an ensnare and phalanx. Yes, inside the... Yeah, and inside the, the field. Yeah. So you had cover from shooting and just super defensive and uh, that's a very good spot to just sit and hold the, to hold the token. Yeah, and what happened was uh, I charged out of there uh, against some Ember Sprites uh, and those Ember Sprites were in front of his... Uh, what are they called? Uh, ancient uh, Primes? Yeah, yeah Ancients. Yeah, uh, so the, they were locked, the Ancient Primes were locked uh, behind them. Mm -hmm. So that was a good move because then you had to stand back for a while. Yeah, and uh, that in turn made uh, open up for the Mammoth to charge them later. Uh, instead of yeah. them, they, them running into the middle. Exactly, but then you had some bad luck uh, in that same fight later on with those Primes. Yeah, I had a good. Uh, I did a good uh, first time with uh, doing six uh, six wounds, yeah. uh, charging out of uh, difficult terrain. Yeah. Uh, but uh, next time uh, that was the snake eyes. So yeah, you, they, and you inflicted a lot of damage, and then you yeah. snake eyes them, yeah. uh, which made you not able to help out to kill the ancients together with the mammoth. Yeah, but it turns out I was lucky with the mammoth. Um, managed to kill them in two turns. Yeah, the mammoth did it himself anyway. <laughs> yeah. But that was a, that was not very likely to happen. No, you think I was lucky in this uh, fight? I think you were very, very. Yeah, your dice were pretty hot most yeah. of the time. Yeah. I was spectating the whole while, and it was uh, your box of orange dice are uh, 
really good. I really want to have similar similar yeah. dice uh, that you have. Yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it was really, really good, and it was never really, really bad. Mm-hmm. It was always a little bit ever above range. Yeah. I had maybe one time or two times I rolled, uh, it was a little bit bad. But, yeah, uh, and your nerve rolls were also pretty hot, yeah. usually, yeah. at least when you needed them. Yeah, I, so, fe- I felt it myself. I was almost expecting eights and nines. Because yeah. uh, uh, when Chris usually said, well, you need seven twice, and usually seven twice is like, yeah, that's not... You're probably not gonna make it, but seven twice for you was like once, twice, and every, almost every time it felt like you just confidently rolled seven plus two times and yeah. took something off. Yeah. And when you took something off from his army, it really hurt more than if you lost something from your army. It feels like because you have yeah. more pieces to expend. Yes, yeah, so I was even a little bit, little bit lucky. Every time I lost a piece, it seemed that uh, the pieces fitted together better for me. It was always a unit standing there ready to take its place. Or uh... I, I, I thought you were, I thought you were just that good that you planned <laughs> that. Like when this, uh, I'm sure sometimes you plan for it, and sometimes it's just maybe the instinct, and then it works out. Yeah. But usually, when yeah, like you said, when one of yours die, then you have something uh, that was maybe not optimally placed, ready to then go in and finish the job yeah. and mop up. I was, uh, I had two legions, you know, and one of them was killed. And my mountain sergeants were standing behind one of the legions, and I was expecting them to see the lizard uh, shooting guy. Yeah, the yeah, Komodon or the com- something Lek- like that. Lek- Lekedon. Lekedon, yeah. yeah. I was expecting them to charge him, mm-hmm. but suddenly I saw that they could also charge the tyrants. Yeah, and, and I uh, think we were all surprised. Yeah. Oh, they can they can multi charge. Yeah. So you, I think you were planning to. Like I was just, say, I was hoping to just stand in front of the tyrants and survive as long as I could with yeah. the legion. And yeah. Suddenly I could. Uh, in the upper hand by charging. Uh, yeah, and the tyrants are so good, but they just don't survive being double charged. Well, they did survive it, they, but they took ten wounds. Oh yeah, and that made them uh, had to be really careful what they did next. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, Chris's battle captain and the uh, rhinosaur riders they performed quite well, but still they they, they were always like the. Uh, one s- slight step below your units in, in, on the grind on on your on the one flank, where your giant and and the captain and uh, fanatics they were just always able to barely survive when they got hit and they always routed something when they when they struck back. It was it just seemed like the margins were on your side and I think this could have ended in a draw uh, if a couple of things went the other way, which easily could have gone the other way. I think. Uh, yes, and especially with the uh, tokens. Uh, yeah, it was a very bloody game. I oh, think yeah. uh, all my units I had left were sitting on tokens. It's yeah, nothing, sure. uh, nothing left over. Yeah, and you had no units that were not doing their job sort of at the end there. No. And the one memorable moment must be when his uh, herald on. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's like I can't recall what it's. It's like mounted herald yeah. when. I mean, we always we joked about this early in the game because your flag bearer, your army standard bearer, tried two times, I think, two or three times, three times, to charge and get that one wound. And you said like, "Come on, it's it's one time it has to happen because it never happens." And in my games too, if I do like a hail mary with my orc flagger, it never gets that one damage. But Chris's herald turned around uh, 180 and charged a unit of fanatics that were ready to, uh, if they 
if he did not damage them, they could rare charge the tyrants in the next turn. Yeah. And he was actually able to damage them, so they were, were stuck there. And he, he even routed oh, them. He killed them. He killed them. That was like, oh! <laughs> and we were like, and he was so skeptical. Ah, he's, he's just going to miss. You know, we've seen this all game. There's no point. Uh, and, and to be fair, if he had missed, then he would have been a yielding individual. So they could have just gone straight through him as if he was air. Yeah. But then they actually not even, not just damaged, but actually routed their fanatics. That was an epic moment. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, good game, comfortable surroundings. Yeah, very nice, very nice view, very nice light. Uh, nice summer feeling. It's nice that we can, uh, uh, when we, it's not often we have vacation at the same time. Uh, this is my last week. You've almost only just started, I guess. You're, you have a long teacher holiday. Uh, yes, but uh, from the next week, the kindergarten is closed, so then it's family time and oh. uh, kids are home all the time. So, so this, this is the last week I have uh, for myself. Kind of, okay, I see. And Chris isn't technically on holiday, but he works home office. <laughs> and uh, this was what he did while working in uh, his home office, was play a game. <laughs> I'm sure he does a lot of work. You know, before and after, yeah, probably and all that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I'm gonna chauffeur you home. Thank you. So uh, the, since the game has been uh, playing, uh, I don't have anything else to do today, and I'm happy, always happy to spectate and uh, to do my favorite thing, which is, which is to take photos and post on uh, yeah. social media. Thanks. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't do it, no one would. True. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I think that concludes today's uh, small but uh, fun, action-packed, on-the-road episode of uh, Giant Dwarf. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk to you later, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This was the Giant Dwarf Podcast. Feel free to join our Facebook group with the same name or follow us on Twitter at Vidar Hemingby and at Fred underscore Oslo or email us at giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com Thanks for now!